When the things you seek have been lost to time, look no further. We can go get them. We're Murphy's Inc. Murphy's Inc. is not responsible for time paradoxes, historical retaliation, or other risks related to the delivered artifact. Any inquiries regarding the company's liability or tax information will be answered. In time. Previously on Murphy's Inc., our two agents, Daphne and Michael, were given the job of a lifetime. Retrieve the set stalker from the famed explorer, Eric the Red. They've done their research and made preparations. The only thing left to do is jump. You know why I like history? Sure, it's exciting and all. Nothing compares to seeing the pyramids of Giza in their glory days or watching gladiators fight in the Colosseum. But just like any other high, you get used to it after a while. So you start chasing other things. Unlike a certain colleague of mine, I enjoy talking to people. Takes my mind off of whatever stress I've got at that moment. Keeps me grounded. No matter where or when I am, no matter how bad things get, people stay the same. No, this doesn't feel right. Well, that's what this book says. As much as I don't like that old witch, I trust her opinion on how Vikings, er, Norsemen, actually acted. More than yours, at least. Not arguing with her. Just saying that this doesn't feel right. Well... At least we don't have to blend in with the educated folk. Can you imagine having to learn to write in runes? I can't. I'm content with playing the part of your oh-so-helpless doting wife. What? Oh, Hagar, I've gotten stuck inside the loom again. Would you please give me a hand? <laughs> that is horrible. <laughs> Better than a washing machine though, right? Oh my god, this generation's going to hell in a handbasket. The bruschetta for the lady and the grilled cheese. Sir, why do you. Never mind. Enjoy. Thanks. Anyways, I'm sure most of the Norse traditions were passed down orally. <laughs> the fact that the librarian could even find a written account in the set stalker is a miracle in itself. They weren't so fond of writing books, and anything they wrote on paper was surely burned when the Christians came a-knocking. Those religious zealots just love making our job harder, huh? Remember that job in Yorktown that took us, what, maybe five days, including research? Yeah, but to be fair, finding a stray cannibal isn't that hard. Show up, grab it, leave. Everyone else was too busy shooting at each other to notice us. Would have been nice if that were the case in Paris. Well, that was because you couldn't stop running your mouth out in public. And I was supposed to know that liberté, égalité, fraternité didn't apply to women? Frankly, yes. Yeah. On the bright side, I've read that women had it better in the Viking era than most other times in history. That's not saying much. Now I have to know, how bad are we talking? As far as I know, you can own property and have your own money. But you have no real political power, and you'll be seen as inferior to men. Great. I could be worse. I know. Still annoyed, though. Why? 
Because I have to deal with people who see me as a lesser form of life. How could that not be annoying? It's useful. They don't have their guard up around you. You'd think that. But whenever I talk to someone back then, I can't shake the feeling that they don't see me as a person. Like they're talking to a pet or something. The scary thing is that if I were born in those times, I'd just see it as normal. Try not to think about it too much. The people we meet, they've been dead for generations. Their beliefs are not applicable to the way we live now. Their beliefs are more common today than you think, just under different masks. Well, I don't know. Let's just go. I'm sure everyone's waiting for us. No, no. Your belt goes like this. You're still tying it like someone who knows what they're doing. Remember, you're peasant. You're ignorant. Stupid if need be. Like he isn't already? And don't even get me started on you. Are you princess or sheepherder's wife? And are you wearing perfume? Kepale. The Vikings were clean, but not that clean. They bathed a bunch, didn't they? Well, once a week. Dirty-ish by our standards, but unusually clean to the ancient English. The point is, we need to get you to a little dirty. Here, I'll be back. Okay. Anything else we need to know about the Vikings? Since we're on the topic of their hygiene, seems like they were one of the first Western civilizations to use combs. Archaeologists have also dug up a fair share of tweezers, razors, and even dedicated ear cleaners. Anything non-hygiene related? They used honey as a sweetener? Anything useful? That. And here. Hey, a little more Lee. there. A little more here. And we are done. You both look like proper Viking peasants. Tell me, how do you feel? Yeah, never better. Was, was that really necessary? Well, it was much quicker than if I were to ask. And in any event, you will be incognito. Not rich enough to be of notice, but not poor enough for them to suspect you're an escaped thrall. Psst. What's a thrall? Endangered servants. Same as us. Probably just as underappreciated, too. Oh, okay. Got your set, Seth Stalker here. I rubbed some dirt on it for some extra authenticity. Mm, this looks like something a Viking would carry around for good luck. Let me see. Looks like it could kill someone. Think you might have gone a bit overboard with the engravings? And what about the wood? Is it too bright? Was the spear point that sharp? The runes look a little elementary. Glad you appreciate the work we put in. We collaborated with that creepy librarian to make sure it met all the parameters. Trust me, we did our best with what was given. Well, let's hope it works. Getting caught with the duds the last thing we need in Viking land. Whatever you say. Uh, machine's ready to go. Ready whenever you two are. Thanks, Gleason. We've just got to verify a couple more things before we go. Did you get the translators updated? Uh, I sure did. Uh, here you go. A fine piece of jewelry, yeah? <laughs> you can thank our tailor for that. You're welcome. 
The new models still clip onto your earlobes, but now they detect voices from a much farther range. In addition, I've integrated the entire return console into their CPUs. Uh, no more fumbling around with a, a backpack if you don't need it. Amazing. Def, I'm also calling in that favor you owe me from last week's poker game. Bring me back a taste of that's real meat, and we'll call it even. <laughs> Fine, but I still say you cheated that last hand. Not so fun being the errand boy, is it? What was that? Don't mind him, Daff. He's just been through the machine a few too many times. Left a few brain cells in the 15th century, if you know what I mean. Do you have a death wish? Pick your battles and live to fight another day. It had to be said. And we have to get paid. Hey, in turn two, that was awfully rude of you to say. I'm sure you didn't mean it, did you? Uh, I... Yeah. I would really appreciate it if you apologized. It would mean a lot to me. Ugh. Mission comes first, you two. Cut the drama. Daff? Get your butt into the machine, or Mako's going to be stuck in the past without someone who can talk to people. Fine. Here we go. What the hell was that? Hey, Gleason, what's with the machine? Don't worry about it. It shouldn't be anything problematic. It's just... That doesn't sound... There's always a chance a job goes wrong. We, well, Michael mostly, call them snags in our line of work. A snag doesn't have to be something immediately critical to the mission. It can be as inconsequential as forgetting to use the restroom before stepping into the machine, or something more serious, like accidentally ingesting a cocktail of Victorian-era medicine. Don't ask me how the second one happened. It was one of the previous interns. They're retired now. What is this horrid noise? Listen! What's going on? Uh, working on it! Hey, is that Murphy? Gleason, what's wrong with the machine? In the middle of something! Gleason, my office, now. Uh, got it, ma'am. Everyone else, get back to your stations. What happened out there? I-I-I uh, don't know, ma'am. Uh, those fluctuations were unlike anything I'd ever seen in all my years working here. You didn't pick up on anything beforehand. At all. Something like this just doesn't happen out of nowhere, Gleason. We don't know that. The only thing we understand for certain about this machine is that it sends people back in time depending on the amount of electricity we pump into it. Uh, this phenomenon could just be a, a new factor we need to consider in the future. Fine. Could it be that we're loading too much power into the device? No! We've been to ancient Egypt, uh, so the power probably isn't the issue. Have we used it too much, then? Uh, we've used it seven times in a week before. As long as we let it cool off for a day, it works perfectly fine, save a few blips that I iron out. And no offense, ma'am, but uh, if it was anything that simple, I'd have already caught it. 
None taken. The only thing that we can do at the moment is continue as usual. Have our two agents made it to the other side? Uh, their earpieces are still working, so we can only assume they are, too. Good. Figure out what's wrong with the machine and fix it. There's too much money in this to be cut short by a simple mechanical failure. Uh, right on it, ma'am. Hey! Have you seen my eight ball? Incoming call from Jason Erickson. I don't have time for this. Tell the bastard I'll call him back. Acknowledge. Call ending. Incoming text message from Jason Erickson. I swear to God. Fine. What does it say? Jason Erickson's message says, Murphy, you told me this would be an easy job. Call me back right now. And don't call me a bastard, you Enough. son of a... <sighs> Just get him in my office. Understood. Contacting Jason Erickson's Sylvia unit. Please hold. What the... Daphne, are you alright? Uh, get off me, Michael. Oh, God, where's my earpiece? Help me find it. Don't see anything over here. How did it come off? Oh, I don't know. Maybe the 15-foot fall had something to do with it? Come on. I'm not getting stuck here for the rest of my... Oh! Found it. I found it! Yes! Ugh. Philippe's gonna be pissed when we bring these costumes back. Michael? Something was off with the machine. Didn't you hear it? Yeah. Guess we're lucky we didn't end up in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, lucky. At least we made it in one piece. It's a lot more quaint than I expected. Quaint? Well, the Romans had more going for them than this, and they were around earlier, right? Well, as far as I know, the Vikings were less archaeologically concerned than the Romans. Mostly raided and pillaged, along with some farming and trading in between. Great. A bunch of poor, bloodthirsty farmers and sailors. Oh, and remember not to say anything about God around them. Ow! What the... Uh, wait, isn't this Gleason's eight ball? That's not right. It should have just been us. How'd that get here? Well, if I know. Not a good sign, though. Let me see. Hey, eight ball, how did you get here? Eight ball service provided by Sylvia is offline. Ask again later. What? What kind of answer is- Don't get distracted. Regardless of whatever else comes through, we still have a mission. Put it in your bag and let's get moving. Fine. I was just curious. Never used one before. You can be curious after we're done. For now, we just... Hurry up. Someone's coming. Hello, sir. High log sail, you two. Where be that fancy accent of yours from? Uh, up north in the land of Svalbard. Svalbard. Never heard of it. And I've been all over the north. It, it's small and out of the way. Uh, farther north than any of the mainland countries. <laughs> Too cold for even my own blood. What brings you to these parts? Migrating where it's a tad warmer? We're married. Mm-hmm. 
we've been traveling for so long and we're tired. Do you think you could point us in the direction of the best inn in town? Well, you ain't got much choice. There's only one, the Shouting Trout. See those buildings down there near the docks? Keep walking and you won't be able to miss it. It's the tallest one in the area. Thank you, sir. May your waters be calm and your winds stay steady. Don't take it too personally, kids. She's under a lot of pressure, especially with this gig being so important. But we've been interning here for four months, and she still hasn't learned either of our names. Yeah, that's true. She still just calls us Intern 1 and Intern 2. Not even behind our backs, just directly to our faces. It's demeaning, you know? <laughs> you think that's bad? She hated me when we first met in college, and she even went out of her way to call me everything but my real name until our third year. That's... wow. You don't seem like the type to, uh, put up with disrespect so easily. How did you avoid not knocking her out? I'll admit it, it was difficult at first. I assumed she was some stuck-up, spoiled rich girl, born with a silver spoon in her mouth. But once you sit down with someone and, well, actually talk to them, you learn things that make them less annoying to be around. So all we have to do is just talk to her more? More or less. Why are you two so concerned about her approval anyways? Doesn't seem like Michael treats you any different. I mean, he's Michael. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure he forgets Daphne's name sometimes. Fair enough. If you two are done gossiping, would you do me a favor and tell me your names? The Shouten Trout. Can't say it's not a creative name for a tavern. You wouldn't believe some of the ones I saw on leave. Sounds interesting, but I'm thinking more creative and less vulgar. Hail, travelers! What gave us away? Why tend the only bar in town? I know everyone who lives here by name, and I've never seen you two before. Good catch. You seem to have your finger on the pulse of the community. So tell me, are there any big events going on? Anything interesting coming up anytime soon? Hmm, we've got a big sheep shearing coming up later in the week. Other than that, I can't think of anything. Look, let's cut to the chase. Any word on Eric the Red's whereabouts? Shh, you're trying to ruin my business? People will clear out if they hear that name. If you keep it down, I'll tell you when he arrives. We have a deal? Fine, when's he coming? Well, I don't know exactly when, but you can bet he'll be barging through that door as soon as he touches down. I'm just praying to the gods that he doesn't cause too much damage this time. Sounds like a real tough customer. You don't know the half of it, but he pays good money for his drinks, and somehow, mercifully, the damage he causes always gets paid for. So, there's not much I can say. I'm certainly not going to get in his face about it. That's how you lose your head. Literally. Now, can I offer you two some tall flagons of mead to keep you company? You don't have to ask me twice. Daphne, focus. 
What? I'm just blending in. You're going to make people suspicious, asking all those questions like an overworked spy. Fine, I'll be social. Your drinks. So if you don't mind me asking, why are you looking for that red bastard? Why does it matter? Michael? I'm a curious woman. Consider it a payment for the drinks, seeing as you ain't carrying a penny purse. <sighs> I'm looking for work. Heard he's been searching for some helping hands. And where'd you hear this from, eh? Then a lot of inns on our trip. Everyone's heard of the red. Hmm. Fair enough. Be curiosity sated for the moment. Where did you hear this? All it a hunch. In any job, there's always something that needs to be done and never enough manpower to go around. I'm guessing you gained that nugget of wisdom from your time in the military? Nope. Retail. You worked retail? Is that so surprising? I don't know, kinda. I can't really picture you scanning stuff and dealing with the public all day. Maybe miss the military, not gonna lie. Standing around on base for the whole day is a lot less stressful than dealing with maniacs who can't read a coupon. You mean the customer's not always right? Very funny. I'm going down to the docks. You stay in here? Yep. Don't worry about me. I'll just work my magic amongst the common folk. Hey, you are looking for the red, right? Yes. Is he in town? Take a look over there, lass. His right-hand man just walked in. And there we go, doing what we do best. It's amazing, the things you get used to once you've seen enough of it. At this point, stepping through time is like taking a stroll down the block. <laughs> Still, it's exciting enough. For now. Murphy's Inc. was created by Milliam Chan. This episode was written by Austin Dye and Tara Eon. Directed by Tara Eon and Scott Young. Produced by Milliam Chan, Mark Helton, James Deverell Lewis, Austin Dye, and Tara Eon. Audio editing and effects by Joe Bly with Kiana Music. Original music by Louis Palfrey. This episode featured the voice talents of Kirsty Harrison as Murphy, Jenny Helton as Daphne, Shandon Loring as Michael, Mark C. Helton as Gleason, Carrie Hampton as Hart, Quinn Cavarata Jenkins as Philippe, Stephanie Bauman as Intern 1, James Deverell Lewis as Intern 2, Caitlin Cole as the server, with Anita Kelly as Sylvia, Tyrus Rayner as the sailor, Catherine Hampton as the innkeeper, and I'm Michelle Calhoun, your announcer. This series is proudly produced by 97 to Now Productions. For more information about the show, please visit our website. Tune in next time as Murphy's Inc. continues. <laughs> <laughs>